Welcome to the Rise With Him podcast, where we discuss how we can receive inspiration through spiritual experiences. I'm Cameron. And I'm Ashley. And we are your podcast hosts. Let's get to it. Perfect. Welcome back, everyone. We're excited to be able to talk more today about the talk by Elder Yonwan Che, Do You Want to Be Happy? And today joining us, which we're super grateful for, is Kira Prince. Kira, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, um, I am currently in Oregon. Um, that's where I was born and raised, and I'm back for some reason. I'm trying to figure that out. <laughs> um, I have my bachelor's from BYU-Idaho in theater studies performance, and I served my mission in the Pennsylvania-Pittsburgh mission, best mission ever. We love it. Um yeah, I love talking about myself. So any other questions you have? Like, a really fun, interesting fact that like people wouldn't usually know that you're gonna share with the world. Like for example, Ooh. you I don't know, use mayo for grilled cheese instead of butter. I don't know, something like that. <laughs> Okay. It makes it more crispy. Anyway, we're not talking about me. Kira, do you want to do it? No, but like along those lines, I had a companion, Sister Little. Oh, I love love her. Changed my life. I think about her every day. (laughs) She would make sourdough bread. Okay. Homemade every single P day. We had fresh bread. Wow. But we would put cream cheese inside and then put like sliced cheese and then make it and it was changed my life like you can't have a grilled cheese without cream cheese in it now that's so respect she taught me the like healthy like fruit and chocolate fondue free yes yeah still do it to this day shout out to so good (laughs) anyway so her a lot of the people who are going to just connect the dots, hopefully. Kara and I served together in Pennsylvania on our missions. And it was just so awesome. And so we're so excited to have her. And I literally told her, I said, I can't wait to learn from you again. And from the spirit, of course, because you're just so good at creating that environment. So oh, we're going to hop into this talk. And we just want to know, like, what what stuck out to you? And why did you pick this talk to discuss? Man, okay, I feel like as I was like going through like the conference talks again, um, reading through all of them again, um, I like the title really stuck out to me Um, because it's, I mean, like as a missionary, I feel like we ask that question a lot Um, and and it's a question that people don't necessarily have the answer to, but with, with just the, the question of, do you want to be happy? I feel like that's something everybody wants in this life. And that's definitely something Heavenly Father wants us to have. I love that. Amen. Absolutely. I, as you were just sharing that here, I was thinking about kind of that idea of like, who wouldn't want to be happy? And so even like right there with the title of the talk being, do you want to be happy? It immediately is addressing as many people as I can think of. Um, and especially myself, especially thinking about my life and everything and just knowing that of course I want to be happy I'd love Mm -hmm. to be happy I mean it means everything to me to be happy and so what were a couple of the things that um, were discussed in this talk about how we can be happy that resonated with you 
Yeah, I mean, even in just like the first paragraph, he, he states so simply, if you want to have joy, stay on the covenant path. And here he's he's quoting the prophet. Um, but then he really goes down and he breaks it into three, you know, different categories um, that all kind of like tell us, I mean, exactly like what we need to do to achieve this happiness. I love that. I think it's so funny and so bold to have Kira, like you were saying, to have the talk title be, do you want to be happy? And then in the first three sentences says, if you want to be miserable, then just break the commandments and like get yeah. the opposition because I think that just boldly states and clarifies the difference. Like, yes, mm-hmm. I'm happy, but also like if I break the commandments, that's going to be make me unhappy. And I feel like a lot of times like we meet people on the mission or we see people who fall away from the church and they just think, wow, I'm not as happy as I used to be or I'm not as happy as I want to be. And it takes them a while to recognize that it is because of the the commandments that they're either following or not following, which is a huge factor in receiving happiness. And so I think it's yeah. so bold and so fun. Like, I don't know, it just grabbed my attention really quick that he started, do you want to be happy? Great, you can be. But if you want to be unhappy and miserable, like all you have to do is break the commandments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listening it like right there at the beginning, giving that focus. And just as we've started the discussion, um, I've been thinking a lot about just that like joy and happiness and the things that bring me joy and happiness. And I think it's so fun that we can recognize, you know, these things that do bring us joy and these things that bring us happiness. I mean, we were just talking a minute ago about like the creative ways to enjoy food, I guess, which I really <laughs> more creative in my way of making and preparing food. But um, to see how like that's something that can bring us happiness. And then with that, we learn about, of course, the, the source of joy, the source of happiness being mm-hmm. from Jesus Christ. And so, of course, there's things in life that make us happy, but recognizing that that pure joy, that pure happiness we can feel really does come from Jesus Christ. And he mentions right after that where he, he's quoting President Nelson says, if you want to be miserable, break the commandments, don't repent. If you want joy, stay on the covenant path. And so mm-hmm. I know we're talking a lot about the covenant path probably today. Um, with that being kind of the meat of the talk. Um, But I I just love how plain it is there to start thinking about joy and happiness and how the covenant path brings that to us. Christ brings that true joy. And then we can enjoy um, the moments that we have along the way. And so for you, Kira, how has being on the covenant path helped you? And maybe even if you wanted to define a little bit about what the covenant path is to start. Yeah, definitely. I I think a lot of times we just like, you know, as humans, as a natural man, we tend to overcomplicate things a lot. Um, Because it really is so simple. Like, if you want to be happy, center your life on Jesus Christ. And like, we don't need all the extra fluff. We don't need everything else. Um, But like Jesus Christ, obviously, he's the perfect example. And we want to be like him. And he has so like plainly told us what we need to do to find that joy, to find the, that pure joy, not just that worldly happiness, but like actual true joy. Um, and of course, that all starts with like, what is the covenant path? Why is it important? What did Jesus Christ say about it? Um, and there's a really good quote in the talk um, from Elder Dale G. Renlin. And he, he kind of just clarifies things. He says the term covenant path refers to a series of covenants whereby we come to Christ and connect to him. And then he goes on to say that, like, 
through covenants, we have access to like God's eternal power and, you know, kind of like what we need to do to like access covenants um, and to, and to like make those covenants, which I I think is really cool. I love that. It's so simply defined in a way of like a covenant is what helps us to access Jesus. Yeah. Power. And it can be so daunting sometimes when we think like, when we feel, I guess when we think and when we feel that Christ isn't there, but we know once we have a covenant with him, that yokes us to him. And I'm sure mm-hmm. in, in the talk later, he talks about what being yoked is and gives an example of his wife and him being yoked together. And I love how it was just like so relatable for like, it just clarifies it in a way. And he says, um, my wife says that our marriage yokes us together. And because that she can do things that she couldn't do before. And then he goes Mm -hmm. on and explains like, because she is scared of the dark, like she can't go in the dark unless I'm with her. And because I'm with her, it doesn't make her scared anymore. Or explains how she can't reach the top of the shelf because she's not that tall, but because I'm there, I can do that for her. And I love how he explains what it's like being yoked to the savior and says, being taking our savior's yoke upon us is like that. As we yoke ourselves to him, we can do things we couldn't do on our own because he can do the things we cannot do for ourselves. And I just think that's so powerful when we're thinking of that in context with covenants. Like when we make those covenants and it yokes us to our savior, our covenants allow us to do and accomplish things that we couldn't before because we have gained that extra power from Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Yeah, so Kara, how has being yoked to the Savior helped you in your life? Yeah, oh man, that's a really good question. Um, I mean, like going along with what Ashley said, like the fact that we, you know, make this covenant, this, um, you know, people like to describe it as like a two-way promise where you know both us and god like kind of get something out of it um but really it's it's god he sets like the parameters and he says this is what you get this is what i expect of you and either we can accept or reject it um but when we do accept that when we when we make that covenant with god um he really gives us like so much power like a huge theme i saw in church today which was really cool because it's sunday when we're recording Um, but there was so many like instances where people brought up covenants and like the endowment, um, and like the power that it like brings them, um, like in our talks and in our relief society lesson today. And so I thought that that was super, I mean, obviously not a coincidence because God doesn't do coincidences, but I thought it was super interesting how it, it was just so brought up and it was so, I don't know, just on my mind, like as, as I was preparing to talk to you guys about it. Um, but like with, with our covenants, okay, I want, I'm going to tell you a story real quick. So we just had, um, a baptism in our branch, um, here in Albany. And she was asking me questions about like the temple, because we're planning a temple trip to do baptism soon. And eventually we got on the topic of like, what is an endowment? Like what, what are like additional covenants you make? And she, she was like, she was kind of confused, which I get if you've never heard about it, but she, she was like, well, wait, like the covenants I'm making a baptism, how are they different than an endowment? So we talked about that and she's like, well, I want to be endowed. Like I want all of the promises that God can give me. I want all of the blessings. And obviously she's going to do that in her own time. But I just thought it was so wonderful how 
how she was like, wait, there's more? Like, we can do more? I can have more access to to Jesus Christ and his power? And I mean, I really think that's something that we all should really be striving for. It's like, how can I have more more Jesus? How can I align myself more with him? How can I, you know, find that much joy? Um, so I don't think that answered your question, but that is where my mind went. No, absolutely. That's perfect. That's perfect. I love that experience and just how we can, everyone has access to that. Everyone mm-hmm. has and has access to receiving the joy here on earth by following Jesus Christ and taking those steps to him and yoking ourselves with him. And so another question that I have for you um, is that just came to mind was, what is there an experience that you have that you can remember when you were yoked to Jesus Christ or when your covenants had helped influence a situation in your life? Yeah. Um... I think, okay, the first thing that came to my mind is I had been on my mission for a little over a year, um, and I went through the hardest trial I have ever gone through in my entire life. It was so hard. Um, I was, I don't know, I was crying all the time. I was probably so miserable to be around. I just didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what God needed me to be doing. I just felt terrible. Um, and I was talking to my dad um, one day and I I was like, I'm trying to have faith. And he was like, okay, I'm going to stop you there. There's no try. You do have faith because you are praying, you're fasting, you're reading your scriptures, you're trying to do the work. Um, and so it just reminded me that like I had like access to Christ's power. I have the ability to talk to the creator of the universe i have the ability to ask him for help and god continues to be a god of miracles so i i was able to um in in a time of extreme need and and trial i was able to call upon that power upon that that connection i had with heaven and and ask for a miracle um and i was able to receive it and wow, the windows of heaven are open because I, my testimony is so strong. It is so firm. I know that God knows me, know that he knows my name. Um, And I mean, gosh, I don't know if that experience would have meant as much to me if I, if I didn't make those promises with God, if I wasn't in a covenant relationship with Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that, Kira. Thank you for being vulnerable and open up and sharing some of those, <laughs> those feelings it brings the spirit so powerfully um and i'm i appreciate that and it goes along really well a couple of things you said that reminded me of um, a couple of things that other che mentions in his talk and one of them is he says you may ask heavenly father for peace the answer may be different than what you anticipate it will be as long as you seek to know the savior and pray to heavenly father he will give you a customized answer for you and i love how other che, he mentions this this principle, this invitation, this promise as well, where the invitation, of course, to turn to pray to God. And like you mentioned here, that you knew that you were able to, to turn to your father in heaven mm-hmm. and, and that you have a savior that you can come to know. And then the promise that he will give you customized answers. He'll give each of us customized answers. And just to see how real that is. I love what you mentioned there and just highlighted with how your covenants, your relationship with heavenly father and Jesus Christ, that you've been able to develop and to form 
was able to, I would say, maybe be strengthened through that, if that's the right way to put it, but to be strengthened mm-hmm. through those experiences and to help you to continue as you move forward. And I know like that knowledge has blessed me a lot too, just thinking about how my covenant relationship with Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ and being on the covenant path with them has made all of the difference. Probably not even just some of the difference, but it's made all of the difference in the hardships and the struggles and the trials um, that I've faced in my life as well. And so just to to hear and to feel that example is huge. So thank you for sharing that. I felt the spirit so strongly as you were sharing your experience, just testifying like of your testimony and of the power that can come from hardships. And I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of times it's it's hard to recognize that there is light at the end of the tunnel and that there is growth through trial. But when, like you were saying, as you continue to faithfully look towards Christ and to pray and exercise your faith, that was a huge thing because it was a process and it mm-hmm. wasn't that was just in the snap of your fingers or just just like that it was healing but it the process of working with Jesus Christ through your trial is what becomes healing and I love how um Elder Che I mean adding on to what Cameron said he later mentions that yes God recognizes us and knows us and then he says he sees our needs he provides the strength we need and has blessings ready to be poured out upon us as we faithfully serve. And one thing that I really loved when you were sharing your experience was you shared the blessings that came from it as well. And it's not just like your perspective of not just keeping sight of your trial, but also recognizing like blessings do come from struggle. And when we focus Mm -hmm. on Jesus Christ, when that focus is on Christ, it is attainable and that power is accessible. Um, and the other thing that came to mind was right after um, Elder Che mentions that he knows our needs as we're faithfully serving and keeping our perspective on Christ, he mentions um, like being distracted. And like, even though we can be focused on Christ, like Satan is still working hard. And that might be where our struggles come from. It's that Satan can distract us from Christ, or it might be coming so because Christ knows we need to experience that to grow with him. Um, but he says there are many other things that distract us from staying on the covenant path. No matter what it is, it is never too late to turn our hearts to Heavenly Father for help. Um, and then says, when we follow Satan, we give him power. When we follow God, he gives us power. And I just thought that clearly so stated in your story, as you were looking towards God, he gave you power to overcome that. I don't know if you ever remember Sister Wright, our mission leader would always say, (laughs) yes, faithful, she's so good. But she would always say, distraction destroys diligence. And um, I was reading in my journal the other day, and there was a similar thing that I read. And I would just, sometimes I get bored and I just scroll back and just read a random journal entry. I love that. Working on reading through my mission journal. And somewhere randomly, I just said, when Satan can't make us bad, he makes us busy. And in the same mindset, like when he can't, when he can't make, us or pull us away like he will distract us in the same site Mm -hmm. so I love how your example just pieces together everything that Elder Che was saying that he gave you power but also you were focused on Jesus Christ and just a reminder that when we're focused on Christ and not on Satan we can be able to overcome definitely that was (laughs) oh no you're good go for it (laughs) 
Um, it, it, what you said makes me think of something President Wright would say. So shout out to the Wrights. Um, but he would always talk about like exact obedience mm-hmm. and like the difference between being pure and being perfect. Because, I mean, like it was it was kind of a hard concept for me to wrap my mind around. Like, what what is exact obedience? Like, I'm not perfect. Even Jesus Christ himself did not refer to himself as perfect until after he was resurrected. And so I'm like, you know, the whole like exact, it made me think perfect. But after, after President Wright described like, you know, like obedience brings blessings, but exact obedience brings miracles. Um, I had to really understand kind of like what that meant and why, why he was teaching it to us. Um, But, but just knowing that like Jesus doesn't ask us to be perfect. He just asks us to be pure um, and asks us to, you know, just do the things that, he set forth the example of doing like again i think we just overcomplicate things at least i do maybe maybe you guys don't but i overcomplicate everything we're all on the same boat (laughs) yeah so i don't know just what you said just um reminded me of of the teachings of our mission president and his wife and how Mm -hmm. incredible they were (laughs) i love that they were so awesome i miss them so much they're so so much I love how you mentioned like the difference between like pure and perfect. And I feel like mm-hmm. that is hard for us to get because I mean, the scriptures say, be as I am in Christ, mm-hmm. and you shall be perfect as I am. And that can be so hard to obtain, especially for those, a lot of us who are want to be perfectionists and want to be able to get there. So what would you say to those who are struggling to accept or to recognize the difference between being pure and pure, perfect? Um, I think there are, there are certain, you know, like commandments that we can be like, quote unquote, like perfect with, like you can pay your full tithing and, and that it's either like you do or you don't. Um, but I think it's important to like consider the word strive, um, because I feel like recently in the past few years, that's been a huge like change in in the temple recommend questions, in the, in the young men and young women's themes, they use the word strive. Um, I think that that can really help change the mindset of I have to be perfect because that's just, that's simply not possible. You're going to make yourself sick with worry, but, but knowing you can be pure, knowing that when you repent, when you change and when you feel the spirit, you can know that, that you are being cleansed, you are being purified. Um, and of course, we're going to screw up time and time again. That's why we take the sacrament. That's why we repent daily. Um, but I mean, I just, I think doing your absolute best, which is going to look different day to day, it's going to look different from person to person, but doing your best um, and, and giving the rest to Jesus Christ. I, I think of the scripture in Omni um, 126, where he says like, uh, like whole souled in Jesus Christ. And that was kind of like a theme I kept in my mind throughout my mission and since I've been home. But like, just, I I can't be perfect, but I can be consecrated. I can't be perfect, but I can repent every day. Um, I can I can give my whole soul in, in whatever I'm doing and my calling and my scripture study when I'm, you know, teaching with my elders. Like, you can you can give your whole self and Jesus Christ will always make it enough. And it, it's not up to you to make it enough. You just got to give what you have. Amen. Absolutely. Beautifully said. Thank you for sharing that. I love that. 
Christ, he makes us enough. He makes it mm -hmm. enough. As we bring ourselves to Christ, and we maybe even that idea, like bring our offering to him, right? We want to give him our heart. It's why we repent daily to continue to grow and to become better. And then understanding that it's him, it's his power, it's his atonement mm -hmm. that will lift us and will make us enough. I love that. As we've been talking, I and kind of going right along with that too, thinking about scriptural examples of this, over and over in my mind is the phrase that we we read about in the Book of Mormon where it says, like, never was there a happier people among yeah. people and, and different things like that. And we've been talking about, as we've been talking today, I've been thinking about why is that? You know, why would it have the phrase, never was there a happier people? And it's that focus of Christ and coming unto Christ through covenants, making, keeping covenants and building that relationship with him and exercising faith in that way. And you mentioned like going to church, partaking of the sacrament, doing those things that will allow us to turn to Christ and allow him to make us enough where we are able to be a happy people and we're able to experience the joy that, mm -hmm. that comes from our savior. I love that. If you want to be happy, just be with Jesus. Really? It's so true. <laughs> my elder Jay is saying at the very beginning, he's like, isn't it simple to be happy? And really it, you can, like here you're saying, we can overthink it and make it <laughs> complicated. But when it comes down to it, like every person I know who knows Jesus, majority of the time, pretty happy when we're focused on him. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's amazing how real it is and how much it works to be focused on Jesus, to be thinking about him, to be helping others come unto him, and then to be happy. Like it just works. And, and it's, it's so happy amazing. to be happy. It's happy so to be good. happy. It's so true. Um, Kira, in wrapping up, how would you say that you are able to keep your focus on Jesus Christ to maintain that happiness? Ah, oh my goodness. I feel like it took me a while to not only like be able to like fully like align my will with God's, but to like give him complete control. And it's so hard because I love being in charge. I like having a plan. I like knowing what's going on. And so for me, having to exercise the faith of like giving up control and allowing God to, to do what he needs to do with me, um, that's been, that's been liberating. That's been, it's been the biggest source of joy because I'm less worried. I'm less anxious. Um, I mean, I, of course I catch myself, you know, worrying like, oh, what if, what if, but as I'm like, okay, I, I'm, I'm worthy to have the Holy ghost as my companion. And if I'm not, I know how to change. I know how to correct, um, and repent, but knowing that I, I'm aligned with Christ. I, I want what he wants for me. I want to help him in his work. Um, and I, I, so many times I find myself on my knees in gratitude being like, thank you for allowing me to be part of your work. Cause this is just the, the thing that makes me happier than anything else. Um, you know, even though I'm not a missionary anymore, my elders are probably so sick of me, but I go out like on all their lessons and all of their findings. That is because awesome. <laughs> they they are sweet, sweet young boys. Um, but it, it's just like. The gospel makes me happy. So why wouldn't I center everything I do around Jesus Christ? I've seen the difference of times where I'm not aligned with Christ. I've seen when I'm not necessarily keeping all the commandments or I'm not, you know, focusing on Jesus Christ. Other things are my top priority. I've seen the difference from that 
and how it doesn't last that that happiness that worldly happiness that satan wants to deceive us with it doesn't last but with joy that is lasting that from jesus christ that is that's what's gonna actually you know make us happy that's what that's what people are gonna notice about us and and hopefully it's gonna be what motivates us to live a christ-centered life and to to stand as a witness you know to keep our end of the covenant and be able to share it with other people um so yeah, I, I just think it's it's a daily choice you have to make of, of choosing Christ every day and having having faith that everything else is really gonna just fall into place as long as you're doing what you need to be doing. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Kara, for sharing that. And that goes right along with what um what other Chaeans has talked with, talking about staying on the covenant path, recognizing that we will be filled with joy. And he says, our Savior is inviting us to come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. And it's, it's real. Like we said, it works. Being able to be with Christ, making keeping covenants, living with him, being the center of our day every single day truly does allow us to, to be happy and then to share that happiness with others. And thank you, Kira, for taking the time to, to call in and to, for your patience as we are... <laughs> recording with time zones so we appreciate it we appreciate your testimony oh thank you for having me this has been really great love talking about jesus i love you <laughs> you're incredible ashley good and cameron you know what just for hey. today i love you you're incredible <laughs> likewise likewise <laughs> we know like all of us know just if you want to be happy just be with jesus it really is so simple Thanks for joining us on the Rise With Him podcast. We want to invite you to follow through with the invitations from conference and from the Spirit. We testify that Christ lives. He is our Savior and Redeemer. He has again called prophets and apostles to lead and guide today. In closing, Elder Bednar states, As you appropriately seek for and apply unto the Spirit of Revelation, I promise you will walk in the light of the Lord. Sometimes the Spirit of Revelation will operate immediately and intensely, other times subtly and gradually, and often so delicately you may not even consciously recognize it. But regardless of the pattern whereby this blessing is received, the light it provides will illuminate and enlarge your soul, enlighten your understanding, and direct and protect you and your family.